Hey, y'all, let's put on some socks and let's go somewhere. were days never to be forgotten said oliver cowdery the second elder the main scribe of the book of mormon it was oliver cowdery also who was there with joseph smith when the ironic priesthood was restored by john the baptist it was oliver cowdery who was with joseph smith when the melchizedek priesthood was restored by peter james and john oliver cowdery was one of the three witnesses oliver cowdery was one of the six members and the church was organized April 6, 1830. Oliver Cowdery was with Joseph Smith when the Kirtland Temple was built and they both saw Jesus Christ when Jesus Christ appeared to them saying that the temple was good. That same day, April 3rd, 1836, it was when Moses visited Oliver Cowdery and Joseph Smith to give them the keys of the gathering of Israel. The same day Elias came, gave them that the gospel of Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. The same day Elijah came, giving them the sealing power to bind husbands and wives, children to their parents for all time and eternity. Oliver Cowdery. Let's meet old Oliver. He was born October 3rd, 1806 in Wales, Vermont. He became a school teacher. And at age of 22, he's in the Palmyra, Manchester area. He's teaching students and he ends up boarding up with Joseph Smith Sr. and Lucy Mack Smith in the frame house, the one that Alvin built. Anyways, um, he starts to hear about Joseph Smith from all quarters of the town. He starts to hear about these golden plates, how Joseph Smith saw a vision, and he starts asking questions. Joseph Smith Sr. ends up telling him, if you want to know for yourself, you need to pray to God. So what did Oliver do? He ended up praying, and he saw a vision where the Lord showed him the plates and told him that he would be a scribe to Joseph Smith. So Oliver hears that Samuel, Joseph's brother, is wanting to make a visit to go see his brother Joseph in Harmony, Pennsylvania. Well, Oliver Cowdery gets his things in order, and he goes with Samuel that spring of 1829. Samuel actually basically said uh, he ran pretty much all the way there. It was a little over 100 miles, 130 miles, and uh, one of his toes, Oliver's toes, ended up being frostbit. Um, he arrives April 5th, 1829, a year and a day before the church was organized. So when Oliver gets there, he's greeted by Joseph Smith, and then a burst of rapid fire translation begins, as Richard Bushman said. Whatever happened to Oliver Cowdery? Well, let's quickly fast forward from Harmony, Pennsylvania, where the translation begins, all the way to Kirtland, Ohio, years later. The Kirtland Temple was already built. The church was newly organized. These imperfect people were learning how to run the Lord's perfect church. And Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery disagree on a few things that we'll 
put on some socks another day and learn. But they go to Far West, Missouri. The High Council, Far West High Council, is asked to excommunicate Oliver Cowdery for a few charges that were charged against him. Well, Oliver Cowdery never showed up. And Oliver Cowdery was excommunicated from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For 10 and a half years, Oliver Cowdery is not a member of the church. He kind of goes quiet. He goes to a town of uh, Tiffin, Ohio, and practices law and becomes a lawyer. He receives a few ministering visits over the year, over the years from Phineas Young. But other than that, we just don't hear much from all, Oliver Cowdery. Um, he never was part of that Nauvoo era. So whatever happened to Oliver? Well, I want to believe that he kept on remembering, that he held on to those memories that he made with Brother Joseph Smith. His heart might have been hardened in Kirtland in far west Missouri. But after a few ministering visits by Phineas Young and hearing about the saints, and then finding out that Joseph Smith was martyred. So in the fall of 1848, Oliver Cowdery finds his way where the saints are. They're in Canesville, Iowa, Council Bluff, Iowa, right by winter quarters, which, you know, Omaha, Nebraska. And this kind of a temporary stay until they go out west to the Rocky Mountains with Brigham Young. And this is actually where Brigham Young was sustained as the president and prophet of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. When Joe Smith died, there was different breakoff groups. The majority went with Brigham Young. And this is where they kind of regrouped again before they went out west. So Oliver Cowdery walks into this log cabin-looking tabernacle, and there's 2,000 people there. And we have to remember Oliver Cowdery's been missing for 10 and a half years. People heard of Oliver, but didn't really know what he looked like. He wasn't, again, wasn't part of the Nauvoo group. Oliver Cowdery kind of quietly walks in, and the apostle Orson Hyde was conducting and sees Oliver Cowdery from a distance. Made his heart happy. He calls out Oliver, embraces him, brings him on to the stage, and introduces the, to the 2,000 people that this is Oliver Cowdery. And Oliver Cowdery couldn't believe it. He bore testimony of the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon, how he was the main scribe, how he saw the plates, how he was there with Brother Joseph there in, on, by the Susquehanna River where John the Baptist restored the Aaronic priesthood to them, where the Melchizedek priesthood was restored. Oliver Cowdery bore witness and a testimony to all this. So November 5th, 1848, the Potawatomi High Council meet together to talk with Oliver Cowdery. And we've got to remember, all, Oliver's been excommunicated. He's been missing for 10 and a half years. And we have to remember, he was there with Joseph Smith when the Ronit priesthood was restored. And he was with Joseph Smith when the Melchizedek priesthood was restored. And with all these breakoff groups, he could have chose any group. But he acknowledged that Brigham Young held the priesthood keys and the Quorum of the Twelve there had the priesthood keys. And he went there, wanted to be baptized again, wanted to be part of the church. And when asked, Oliver Cowdery said, I wish to come humbly and be one in your midst. I only wish to be identified with you. 
I am out of the church. I am not a member of the church. I wish to become a member of the church again. I wish to come in at the door. I know the door. November 12th, 1848, Oliver Calger is rebaptized by Elder Orson Hyde. These were days never to be forgotten. For 10 and a half years, Oliver Calger went missing. I want to believe that he remembered, remembered, remembered those days with Joseph Smith. He remembered those spiritual experiences that he had and that those memories, as time went on, softened his heart. So there's a country music song called Today, written by Brad Paisley, Krista Bose, and Ashley Gorley. And the tagline of the song says, in the memory of a day like today can get you through the rest of your life. So as old Oliver Cowdery remembered that these were the days never to be forgotten. We also can have our own days that can never be forgotten. As we reflect on memories to help us through the day, as when those fiery darts are thrown at us, as we jump over those obstacles, remembering can give us hope for that day. Mm -hmm.